Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Black and Cold, which is a true crime podcast where I discuss different true crime cases of Black men and women and people of color. I am your host, Nichelle, and I am back with another episode for my listeners today. If you are new here, welcome. I really hope you enjoy this podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. You can also follow us on Instagram at black underscore cold underscore podcast. The case I will be discussing today is about a young woman who vanished into thin air after going on a walk from her grandparents' home. Her disappearance was not only shocking, but made her loved ones wonder if maybe it was connected to another family tragedy that happened prior. This is the disappearance of Paris Hobson. In 2019, 26-year-old Paris Hobson was living with her mom in Columbus, Ohio. Originally from the small town of Massillon, she is described by her loved ones as being a good time and overall fun to be around. Besides being outgoing, Paris also excelled while she was in school, graduating in the top 25 of her class, according to her mother, Rochelle. So she was also very intelligent. Paris had a career going in event planning, so she was typically very busy, but she always made time for her friends and family who meant everything to her. On June 16, 2017, Rochelle and her family experienced great tragedy after Paris's brother and Rochelle's only other child was involved in a serious car accident in Perry Township. Rochelle says the day that she learned of her son's accident Her mom was actually the one who called her because the state police showed up to her door to let her know. 22-year-old Perry Hobson was on his way to work, according to his mom, when his vehicle, which was a 2003 Oldmobile Alero, was going eastbound and tried to pass traffic in a no-passing zone, causing a head-on collision with another car. The passengers in the other vehicle suffered non-life-threatening injuries. However, Perry was transported to the hospital with critical ones. Perry was not the one operating his vehicle that morning. Someone else was driving his car, and that person fled the scene of the accident, leaving Perry there unconscious until law enforcement and EMS arrived. Paris, her mom, and the rest of their family still had little to no details why someone else was even driving Perry's car that morning. Even after the police began an investigation, and with Perry still remaining in a coma, No one has been able to identify the driver of the vehicle up until this day. After almost a year of being on life support, in April 2018, Perry succumbed to his injuries and his death changed everything for Rochelle and her family. Paris was deeply affected by what happened to her baby brother. Her family says it affected her almost every single day. Perry Hobson, who turned 23 while in the hospital, sadly left behind two young children, a longtime girlfriend, and a family that wanted answers. Weeks after Perry's passing, a local high school featured his destroyed car in a drunk driving campaign on their school's grounds. 
But Perry was not drunk, nor was he driving, as we know. And Paris and her family were floored by this. And she basically went right into big sister mode and wanted to put the facts out there to the public. In May 2018, Paris ended up doing an interview on News 5 Cleveland, telling them, quote, Anyone that was responsible for displaying the car, I feel should be held accountable for the pain and grief that they've brought upon our family and our friends, end quote. Paris was extremely determined to find out why this happened to her brother and who was the driver behind the wheel. On December 24th, 2019, also Christmas Eve, Paris and her mom decided to drive up to Massillon to visit her grandparents' home, which was on Shriver Avenue. They had plans to spend some time there with family for the holiday approaching. Massillon is about a two-hour drive, give or take, from Columbus, and during their ride there, Rochelle told Still and Mystery producers that Paris pretty much slept the whole way, but she wasn't shocked by this because days prior, she had noticed that Paris had been struggling to sleep. When Christmas came the next day, Paris didn't appear to be acting like her usual self, and she seemed to be bothered by something. Rochelle could tell something was on her daughter's mind as she paced back and forth and appeared to be anxious, but her mother didn't pry too much. As the day went on, Rochelle and her friend decided they were going to walk to another friend's house in the neighborhood. According to her, Paris didn't seem in the mood to go with them, and that's when she decided she was going to go to the park on her own just to clear her head. Paris headed towards Shriver Park on 3rd Street, which is walking distance from her grandparents' house. Rochelle says she texted her sometime after she left and told her not to worry about anything, and she said, quote, just get some fresh air, just pray. After about 30 minutes or so, Rochelle realized Paris never responded to her text. And feeling like this was kind of unusual, she decided to head outside, and that's when she noticed that Paris's belongings were in the car that was sitting in the driveway of her grandparents' home. Her cell phone was hooked up to the charger, and her debit card and license were also still inside the vehicle. Rochelle realized she couldn't get in contact with her daughter at this point, so she decided to hop in the car and head to the park to look for Paris herself. But after she arrived and searched, she was nowhere to be found. As more hours went by and the day turned into night, Rochelle decided to go to the Massillon Police Department as she knew this was so unlike Paris. Unfortunately, the police told her the usual response in an adult missing persons case where they couldn't really do anything at that moment as Paris was of legal age to walk away on her own. Rochelle was left with her own thoughts and couldn't understand what possibly could have happened to Paris, telling Dateline NBC, quote, I know she needed some time away and that's why she went for a walk, but for her not to come back and to leave her stuff behind, it makes no sense. It makes me think something really bad happened to her, end quote. When the next day came, Rochelle began to take her own action. She made social media posts trying to get the public to assist in finding Paris, and she even revisited Shriver Park again for another search. With no luck there, she decided to get in contact with the police again, telling another person of law enforcement the same circumstances around her daughter, who was now missing for 24 hours. Rochelle again explained that Paris wasn't acting like herself on Christmas Day and that she hadn't had contact with anyone. This time, the responding officer put Paris on the National Missing Persons Registry, 
which then began the search for the 26-year-old. In the meantime, Paris's family, friends, and community assisted in searching for her. During one of the beginning initial searches, 30 to 40 people showed up to support, according to Rochelle. Search dogs were also involved. Flyers were passed out and given to residents in the community. A local church even held prayer ceremonies for Paris, hoping she would return home safely. According to Indy Online, a neighbor came forward and told the Hobson family that Paris had stopped by to wish them a Merry Christmas. She gave him a hug and continued on her route to the park. That was around 2.30 p.m. the day that she vanished. The police's investigation didn't seem to get any further either as they looked to the public for help as well. They were stumped by Paris's disappearance. In his interview on ID Still a Mystery, Detective Jason Golik, who was assigned to the case, knew this case wasn't typical with the simple fact that all of Paris's important items were left behind. So authorities tried to obtain video surveillance from nearby businesses to see if maybe Paris was captured somewhere. One tip actually came in directly to Rochelle and her family via Facebook when an employee at a nearby Family Dollar said that Paris came to their store to purchase tobacco. Although the lady sounded confident, according to Rochelle, the woman captured was confirmed not to be her daughter. Paris's cell phone didn't really give any clues for her loved ones or law enforcement to go off of either. The last text she sent was to her church's pastor, inquiring about service that night. Law enforcement continued to check nearby wooded areas and parks with the help of cadaver dogs to look for a potential body. They even decided to check the cemetery where Paris's brother Perry was buried, just as a precaution. But nothing led them to her. At the time of her disappearance, Paris's cousin Raquel told Indy Online that her cousin had been supposedly dating someone who she felt, you know, may have been trying to keep Paris away from their family, but there's really no further information on that either. Just months after Paris was last seen, in April of 2020, with the support of her family and the Maslin Police Department, private investigator Tim Dimoff joined the investigation into Paris's vanishing. When Dimoff conducted his own search with dogs in the area where Paris was, he says the canines picked up her scent, but it just went away. This leaves Dimoff with the theory that Paris may have gotten into a vehicle the day that she went for a walk, just because of how sudden her scent was gone. He also suggests Paris may have discovered who the driver was in her brother's accident and that something may have happened to her because she found out. The Hobson family told Dimoff early on to his investigation that Paris would look out of the window on occasions the days and even hours before she disappeared. According to Still a Mystery, Rochelle also says her daughter provided her with her personal phone password weeks before she vanished, which Rochelle found to be kind of odd. Paris also hinted to her mother that she may have needed to leave for a while. And now looking back on those times, Rochelle possibly feels something could have been connected there that maybe she didn't see. All of these odd encounters with her daughter leading up to her disappearance now have investigators believing Paris may have had a secret she wasn't telling her family. Also, they couldn't help but think Paris's disappearance may have been linked to her brother's car accident, which is the theory that sits most with P.I. Dimoff. 
Paris wasn't shy about asking around to her brother's former friends about who the driver was of the vehicle that morning, which ultimately caused his death. Rochelle says her son didn't allow many people to drive his car, so Paris really believed it had to be someone who was pretty close to him. And she was just mad, you know? She felt whoever this individual was just left her brother there to die. Rochelle also says some of Perry's friends became upset with Paris because she was so persistent and forward about getting to the bottom of it. Now, it is not clear if this is the same neighbor who Paris wished a Merry Christmas to, but according to Rochelle, a family friend who saw Paris that day says she appeared to be waiting for someone. This also makes Dimoff feel there is a good possibility that she was intending to meet up with someone, and it may have been the driver of her brother's vehicle the person she was looking for all along. Unfortunately, as of today, it is still unknown if Perry's death is related to Paris's disappearance. As of December 2020, officially a year after Paris disappeared, the Massillon police, along with the Hobson family, still feel at a standstill. They have exhausted all of their leads and still feel they are no closer to finding out what happened to Paris or where she is. Paris's family still couldn't catch a break after more tragedy hit them. One of her cousins, who she considered her best friend, and her grandmother also passed away. Her other cousin, Raquel, strongly feels Paris would have done her very best to return home knowing that this happened, which also makes her feel something may have happened to her. Her family is way too important to her. Paris may have been depressed because of the tragedy of losing her brother, among other things, but she never gave her family any indication that she wanted to leave or she wanted to harm herself. Rochelle told Dateline NBC that her daughter also didn't have any history of mental health or drug-related issues. Her disappearance continues to baffle her family, friends, and the town of Massillon as it still remains unsolved. I could not imagine how Rochelle feels or the pain that she is going through every single day. Imagine losing one child and then a year later not knowing where your other one is. On top of that, to lose your mother and another family member during your search to find her is just a lot. This case is not as publicized as some of the other ones that I've covered and there is limited information available. This is also, as you guys can tell, a shorter episode than my usual ones, but it still deserves the attention. It is also one of the newer cases I have covered on this podcast, so I have so much hope that it can be solved. Someone knows something in regards to Paris' disappearance, and like I say in a lot of my previous episodes, it only takes one person to come forward. Paris is described as being five foot two and weighing approximately 220 pounds. She has brown hair and brown eyes. According to the Charlie Project, she has her name and a pair of lips tattooed on her chest, a rose tattooed on her foot and ankle, along with an unspecified tattoo on her upper back by her neck. If you have any information on the disappearance of Paris Hobson, you can call the Massillon Police Department tip line number at 330-830-1735.